Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Florida Today's Eye on Brevard. I'm Rob Langers, and joining me in the studio, as always, is my colleague, Florida Today engagement editor, Isadora Rangel. Hello, Isadora. Hello, Rob. And this week, joining Isadora and I in the studio is Florida Today government editor, Dave Berman. Dave, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Uh, first time on the podcast. You, you excited? A little nervous? Oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, good. All right, so uh, Dave is in the studio today because we wanted to talk about um, John Tobias' proposal that was shot down by the County Commission this week um, to take tourism tax dollars and put them toward uh, lagoon infrastructure upgrades. Uh, Dave, let's, let's talk about this story a little bit. What's going on? Okay, there's um, some projects that the County Commission had approved t for tourism development. And the money would come from the tax that people pay for hotel rooms, it's a 5% tax that um, visitors to the area pay. And there were five projects that money has been set aside for, for projects that would draw more tourists to the area. Okay, so, all right, so this is, this is the same kind of, we, we, we know this tax, this is the bed tax. We, we've talked about it for a long time. It's, it's kind of what helped fund the stadium. It's what's helped fund the zoo for a long time. You know, part of part of the funding towards the zoo or money, that money has and gone towards the zoo. And those billboards off And 95. the billboards <laughs> and the, 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 all, of the, all of the Space Coast tourism stuff that, that you know, brings, brings visitors to Brevard County. Um, now, the specific projects that had already been approved, there were there were some really strong questions about those projects, right? Like what AstroTurf was in there? Well, the, one of the five projects that have been approved was AstroTurf that would be used at the Vieira Regional Park. And the idea is that the, using the AstroTurf would help, um, help the field stay in good condition and would attract more tournaments to the area and bring out town visitors that would stay in the hotels and eat at local restaurants and go to local businesses. Okay. So what, were, what, what specifically was Tobiah trying to do in his proposal? And, um, and just to give a little uh, background, this stems from a, a bill that was filed by State Representative Randy Fine. Soon after Hurricane Irma, Fine was really upset that the county commission approved uh, just over $14 million in tourism-related projects. And he said, why aren't you putting that money towards the lagoon? And remember, the sewage spills had just happened. And those are two unrelated things. But Fine went to the legislature this year, filed a bill that would expand the uses of the tourism uh, development tax dollars to include lagoon and sewer and road infrastructure. And now with this building, this new law in hand, Tobiah goes to the commission and says, we have the mechanism through the law, and now let's put this into practice and shift this money towards the lagoon. But the commissioner said, uh, no, I don't think so. These have been in a pipeline for quite a bit, and there's debate whether they're good for the county, right, Dave? Right, uh, and the, um, the, uh, the other commissioners felt that this um, money should stay in tourism-specific projects, and the um, Commissioner Tobiah was the only one to support moving the money, except for one item, which, which was a um, money for a um, sports arena in Tiesville. And um, Commissioner Christina Znardi also supported him in re redirecting that money. But all the other proposals were, um, John Tobiah was the only one to support that. Yeah. I, I'm torn, because you have this, uh, it was $5 million worth of AstroTurf, right? It was, and it was for seven fields. That would be for lacrosse and soccer, um, and they would 
the idea is to attract out-of-town teams to the area. So, so would that have been in conjunction with like the USSSA that's, that's moved into the stadium to bring those teams in as well? Right. Um, the, the stadium fields are just for baseball and softball, so they have programs in a number of different sports, and their idea was, well, let's use Vera Regional Park, which is right down the street from the stadium, and have teams that play those sports come to the area for tournaments. And that would bring people who stay at our hotels, right. eat at restaurants, et cetera. Which would put more people in hotels generating more on that 5% tax yes. uh, for right. tourism. So, okay, that I understand. To Tobias' point, though, I can understand wanting to take tourism dollars and spend it on infrastructure for the lagoon. The lagoon is a how many billion dollar economic engine for us, Dave? It's um, four, four, there's a $4 billion economic impact between a, a clean lagoon and a dirty lagoon where people would not come here because of the conditions are so bad. Right, so uh, I, I can see Tobias' desire to say, hey, here's an idea. Not only do we have the sports complex out here, but we have this, this body of water, this environmental gem that is ailing because of things that we have done or rather not done to make sure that it's okay. So why don't we divert some of these tax dollars that, that you know we're spending $5 million on AstroTurf for and put it towards fixes for the lagoon? I can see his point there. Also, I can also understand wanting to fix roads because as you have covered in depth over the past couple of years, we have had a shortfall in funding to go towards fixing roads. Um, many roads in Brevard County have fallen in disrepair. And the last time I checked, tourists drove on those roads too, not just the residents. So if the people coming into the county can help benefit the people who actually live here and serve those tourists that come in, even better. I think that the, the, the argument against that is that, you know, for roads, you have different funds. Um, you have the gas tax, you have sales taxes that can be used toward infrastructure. Uh, with the case of the lagoon, you have other fun funding sources as well, including the recently passed sales tax. When it comes to tourism, the tourism development tax is actually the only money that's uh, set aside specifically for tourism. So I believe the fear in the tourism industry is once you start dipping in into those funds, uh, there's nowhere else to go for that. And I mean, the issue with marketing, for example, is that people say it doesn't help, and then the industry says it helps. Those billboards help attract people. But, you know, and some of the money is also being used for beach renourishment. So I think that is the, that is the main concern with me. I, I'm a firm believer that we have to put our names out there. As someone who just moved to Brevard, a lot of people don't know where Melbourne is, so we got to make sure that they do. We're not Miami Beach that's like automatically on people's minds when they come to Florida. So I see both sides, and I think $14 million, whatever the amount is, is how much of an impact are we really making with that? And the other issue is on the roads, the tourist tax really can't be directed to road projects specifically unless it's a road, for example, to a convention center that's tied into a tourist venue. So an average road that's just a commuter road, cannot, you cannot use the tourist tax money for that. So moving on to our, our next topic, uh, big news this week, uh, Governor Rick Scott announced that he is running for the U.S. Senate against Melbourne native Bill Nelson. And then Scott, just two days after that, um, had a campaign rally in Melbourne, actually just next door to Florida today. And um, I thought you, you covered the event, Dave. What was the governor's main message? And I believe it starts with jobs, jobs, jobs. He said a lot about jobs. <laughs> and 
And that's been his, um, his tactic as governor to emphasize jobs. And his slogan during his campaigns was, Let get, let's get to work. And he's counting up how many jobs he's been creating in Florida since he's been governor. He does know that a kajillion is not a real number, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, did, um, he did have a number, which is um, over 700,000. Not quite a kajillion, okay. but a good number. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and, the, and I think the Space Coast is a perfect place for Scott. Um, I mean, we have seen so much growth since the end of the Space Shuttle program where the situation was really dire, and then we have this new commercial space industry moving into town. So he obviously used a lot of that. Well, and let's not forget the, the, the truest tip-off, which you mentioned to begin with, his first political stop after announcing that he was running against Bill Nelson was to come to Bill Nelson's hometown to campaign. So, yeah. um, you know. And, and Brevard and is a safe place for Scott, you can argue, although it's very hard to predict okay. given you, everything that's going on in the you country. Can, but I also, I also think that you have to admit that, that Brevard is a very safe place for Bill Nelson because Bill Nelson has, has continually been an advocate for the space program and the space, the space program here. Uh, you know, we were talking before the show about a project that Christina and LaFortune and I are working on at the, uh, with the Space Center on these, these whiteboards, which you'll hear more about that in, in a few weeks. But that program started after Challenger, uh, the Challenger accident. Well, Bill Nelson was an astronaut on the last flight before the Challenger accident. So, I mean, he's been a huge advocate for space in this community. So I I think in Brevard, it might be a toss-up for, for Rick Scott because of, of Bill Nelson's really, really deep ties here. And um, one thing that um, the governor, Scott, had mentioned during his appearance was he's in favor of term limits for congressmen and U.S. senators. Direct job, and Mr. Right. Nelson. Right, because um, Bill Nelson has been in, in Congress for three terms, which is 18 years, and he also was a state legislator. And, uh, and he was in the U.S. House. And the U.S. House, and he, um, um, the go Governor Scott referred to um, getting career politicians out of Washington, which seemed to be, um, he didn't mention, he never mentioned Bill Nelson's name during his appearance, but it was definitely evident that he was talking about Bill Nelson. Absolutely. But, but after eight years of Florida's, after eight <laughs> years of being Florida's <laughs> governor, isn't that basically like sending a career politician yeah. to Washington? He ran in 2010 on the Tea Party wave as an outsider, someone who had never held public office. And I think he has uh, at least tried to portray himself as an outsider throughout his term. Uh, one thing I want to mention is, I mean, we don't know what the Trump factor is going to be in the midterm elections. Uh, as you might know, Scott and Trump were really close. Scott came out really early to support Trump, uh, even though we had Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush from Florida who were also in the pre presidential primary. Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen whether Trump is going to hurt Rick Scott or not. And I think that's the big question that both Democrats and Republicans are asking in different races throughout the country. And you also mentioned um, Marco Rubio. There's some question about how active he'll be supporting in yeah. Rick Scott because he hasn't um, come out really the gung-ho for Rick Scott because he says he's worked with Bill Nelson in the past and they work well together as the two um, 
senators from Florida, one Republican, one Democrat. It's only been four days, Dave. Give him some time. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> but that was like such a lukewarm reaction from Marco Rubio. He goes, you know, of course I want to have a Republican in the Senate, but, you know, I like Bill Nelson. So it was kind of, but I wonder if he's still upset that Rick Scott did not endorse him. I mean, this is your Florida guy and your governor is not backing you. I mean, we don't know what's going through Marco Rubio's head. And since the presidential election, I mean... No, uh, we haven't really seen so mu too much from him. So yeah, I wonder if that's what it is. It's just we don't. I don't know ex exactly what his relationship with Rick Scott is, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and one thing that will be interesting to see is how much Rick Scott spends on his of his own money in the campaign, because he's um, been known to spend a lot of money when he's yeah. run, run for governor. And um, there's no restrictions on the candidates themselves how much money they can spend on their own campaign unlike contributions from other people. Yeah. So um, he was asked that question at a news conference in Melbourne during his event, but he didn't really answer it. Okay, Dave, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Thank uh, you. I, the conversation and the chat that we have over the I Am Provert podcast is always the highlight of my week. So thanks for coming in. Isadora, as thank always, you. thanks for coming in as well and keeping me on my toes in here. That's it for this week. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or on the Stitcher Radio app. And be sure to check out Isadora next Wednesday on WEFS and on FloridaToday.com for our regular Eye on Brevard television show. That's it. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.